Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men, in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include, but are not limited to, road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot, sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones. Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. We were walking along the Blue Ridge Parkway. Now, the section of the Blue Ridge Parkway is in North Carolina. It is between Pisgah Tower and the the rock formation known as the Devil's Courthouse. On this particular stretch of the parkway, you can look off to the side and you can see looking glass rock. Now, what was I doing walking down the parkway? Well, I was with a group of teenage boys. We had taken the teenagers from the Maysville Church of Christ on their annual camping trip to Mount Pisgah. Now, this was a trip that Tim Orberson organized, and we would take the kids up there. We would spend three or four days with the boys. The boys would leave, and then we'd get a group of girls, and they would arrive. The phenomenon of camping with only guys and the phenomenon of camping with only girls is something everybody should experience at some point in their lives. As my career as a youth minister, I always interacted with guys and girls. And when you put guys and girls in the same room, both parties often lose their minds during their teenage years. There's always some kind of drama. There's always some kind of interaction. Or there's always some kind of drama because there's not any interaction. If you have just a group of girls, you don't get near the drama that you have when you have a group of girls and one or two boys around. And if you have just a group of boys, you don't get any of the weirdness and any of the strangeness that happens when when there's one or two girls around. You can take a group of boys and put them at camp by themselves, and they basically degenerate into a group of savages. They quit worrying about their hygiene. They quit worrying about their appearance. And mostly they just sit around. They want to eat and play with the fire. And, and, and so that's what we did. We would go on hikes and 
we would go visit the the waterfalls and we would go to to the rock formation called looking glass and we would do a little climbing and then every evening we would surround in a large group around the fire and we would do various things we'd whittle on wood and make inappropriate body function noises and play with the fire the girls is a different phenomenon. The, the girls get together at, at camp, and when they get off the bus, you have a queen bee and her attendants, and they go to this section. And then you have another little bee and her attendants, and they go to this section. And, and, and even though there weren't any boys around for them to compete over, there was still this uh, hierarchy of interaction going on that I really didn't have the, the depth of capacity to understand and really wasn't interested in understanding it. I just observed it. But the girls aren't here. It's just me and the guys, and we're walking down the parkway, and it's getting close to sunset. And several of the boys had this bright idea that, that when a car would pass us, they would all turn and face away from the road and, and, and make the occupants of the car think that everybody was outside taking advantage of nature's bathroom. And so that got to be a thing. We're walking down the parkway and somebody would yell, car! And these four or five, six guys would turn and, and face the shoulder until the car went by. Well, that got us talking about goofy stuff like streaking. And you may not remember the song by Ray Stevens, The Streak, but it's about a guy and the phenomenon back in the 70s of running naked through public places. And, and so the idea came up about, hey, you know, what would it take to get somebody to streak down the parkway? Well, as the mature leader of the bunch, I decided that I would have to settle this argument. And so I picked up a rock and I, I laid it down on top of one of the posts beside the highway. I said, if you pile enough money up to be even with that rock, I'll run screaming naked down this parkway. <laughs> well, that's all it took. And they began to produce change in quarters and wallets and different gift cards. And, and in just a short time, we had a substantial stack of cash lying here on this post beside the Blue Ridge Parkway. I gathered the cash in my hand and took off at a sprint and screamed, naked, 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 naked. I returned to the group grinning because I had indeed run screaming naked down the parkway. They were expecting me to do something a little bit different. Commas are our friends. I had run screaming naked down the parkway. They had expected me to run screaming and naked down the parkway, but I merely ran screaming naked down the parkway, and the little cheaters demanded their money back. I can't believe they welched on our deal. I declare shenanigans. But... Be that as it may, we get back to camp and we're playing with the fire. And it's interesting the things you learn about a campfire while you're camping. I did not know that the process of wood burning is basically oxidization. And it's the same thing as rust on a piece of metal. The process of rusting is a combustion reaction that is similar to fire. If you leave it in contact with oxygen, iron will react with the oxygen to form rust. Now, it's, it's a much slower process, and it doesn't produce a flame. But the same process that takes place with wood is what causes wood to burn and, and what causes us to be able to have, have a flame. And so we're sitting here, surrounded by this, this group of guys around this campfire, and somebody makes mention of, did you know that with unlimited oxygen, you have unlimited potential heat on this fire? And so we took some metal poles and we created this tube, and we put the tube 
underneath the fire and we connected the tube to a pump and we began to feed oxygen to this fire. Now this wasn't a, an electric pump. This was a pump that was manual, it was like a bicycle pump. And, and so I had this line of teenage boys taking turns and pumping this pump as fast as they could furiously. And we got this fire hot enough that we were actually melting some light metal in this fire. Unlimited oxygen gives you unlimited heat. Well, then we decided to do to, to do something different. And one of the guys there said that he'd seen this thing in a chemistry class. And so we had this log in the middle of the fire that was basically sitting on its end, kind of the centerpiece of our fire. It made this perfect little table. And we took this paper cup. I took this paper cup and set it in the middle of the fire, and instantly the paper cup was consumed. Well, then we, we took an identical paper cup and we filled it with some gasoline. And having suspended it on a on a stick using like a bucket hitch, we we took this this cup suspended from this stick and we got pretty far away from the fire and we began to lower the cup into the fire and and it really didn't make it all the way into the fire until you had this volatile reaction and the cup burst in the flames and it was gone and then we took an identical paper cup and we filled it with water and we set it in the middle of the fire and we watched it and we watched it and we watched it as long as there's water in the cup, the cup won't burn. Now, the, the minute the water evaporates out of the cup, the cup is gone. But as long as there's water in the cup, the cup will not burn. You can boil an egg in a paper cup as long as you've got enough water in the paper cup. We, we like to blame our circumstances for the things that we do or the things that we don't do. We like to look at the things that surround us and make excuses or at least make explanations for why what happened happened. I have found that when you expose people to heat, pressure, stress, conflict, frustration, when, when people who are empty get exposed to, to heat, they experience adverse circumstances. Empty people crumble. Empty people fold up. Empty people disintegrate. I've also noticed the phenomenon that if you take people who are volatile, they're, they're full of combustibles. They're full of things that control them rather than they control the things that are in them. Then you have the potential for extreme violence. You have the potential for people having fits. You have the potential for people having meltdowns. You have the potential for people having explosions. But I've also noticed that people who are filled with integrity, people who are filled with discipline, people who are filled with certain characteristics, I think in the Bible they're called the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I found that when you find people who are full or at least have some of those qualities, their ability to withstand the heat is absolutely amazing. And I don't know what, what circumstance that you're facing. I don't know what thing you're about to encounter. 
I don't know what is surrounding you, but I do know that what is surrounding you is way less important than what is within you. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the Donate Here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting, in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife Jackie and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992. And I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. So now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean, fun, and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones.